0: morning and welcome. Good morning. What a pleasure it is to gather together as the family of God in his presence here in this beautiful sanctuary. And for those who are joining us online, you're joining with us and we are so glad that you're here too. Because you are here in the family. We're glad that you've chosen to be here this morning and we want you to know that you're always welcome. If some of you are new this morning, I'm Pastor Ann and I am honored and blessed to serve this community of faith alongside Pastor Andy, where we seek to always, always introduce others to to the hope in Christ by sharing in hope, living with purpose for the sake of others. Last week, Pastor Andy introduced us to this new sermon series, Are We There Yet? And we were reminded that we're all on that faith journey Seeking to live out the vision that God has imparted to us here at The Way. That vision is stated in our mission statement. The Way Woodstock exists to glorify God and make disciples of Jesus Christ by sharing the hope-filled life in Christ with others so that we may all discover and live into our God-given purpose. We were left with those questions. Are we there yet? And how will we know when we get there? And we were reminded of four questions on our Connect card that you receive every week when you come, or if you're online, that you check in with us through your Connect card. And those questions help us to reflect, engage where we are in relation to this vision that we've been given both individually and collectively. So we're going to review those four questions again. Who is helping me grow in my faith? Who am I helping grow in their faith? How am I discovering and living into my God-given purpose? And how am I sharing the hope in Christ with others? Last week, Pastor Andy focused on that last question related to hope. And he explained that the hope in Christ is very, very different from worldly hope. The Apostle Peter stated it clearly in 1 Peter one verses 3 to 4a. Praise be to God and the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil, or fade. Hope in Christ is an eager, confident expectation Full assurance, not just wishful thinking. It is full assurance that we have been given a new birth. And like all babies, even babies in the faith, we're learning to walk all over again. This time, though, following the leading of the Holy Spirit. Today, we're going to be looking at that third question on the card, how am I discovering and living into my God-given purpose? Our scripture reference for today is a short one. Turn to Jeremiah 29, verse 11. The word of God. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Dear most gracious God, we come to you today and we ask that for an outpouring of your Holy Spirit that we may come to see more clearly the plans you have for us, the hope that you have given us, and that we may walk more closely with you in the days to come. And it is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that we pray. Amen. We're going to start with a definition. Purpose. Purpose is the reason something is done or created or for which something exists. I'm going to say that again. Purpose is the reason something is done or created for which something exists. A purpose is our intended end. It's an aim. It's a goal. Having a purpose creates meaning. It offers us a sense of direction, and it helps guide our paths, our behaviors, and our goals. Living outside our purpose, the purpose for which we were created, if we're doing that, we might have this unsettled feeling, maybe a little bit of, hollowness or emptiness or incompleteness even at the same time that it might look like from a worldly standpoint that we're very successful. I'm reminded of a song from 1987 which was probably before some of you were born but it was written by the Irish band U2 after visiting America and the name of it was I still haven't found what I've been looking for. Yeah, some of them can probably. What I'm looking for. That's right. That's right. Anybody ever feel that way? That you still haven't found what you've been looking for? Maybe some of you still do. And if so, that's probably because that you've been seeking your purpose maybe outside of God's will. We make lots of goals for ourselves. We want to get a good education. We want to develop our gifts and talents. We want a good job. We want a nice home. We want to find a good church. We want to have good relationships. We even create bucket lists of things that we want to do and experience in this lifetime. Now, none of those things are bad. Hear me there. None of those things are bad. As a matter of fact, they could be pieces of the puzzle to figuring out what you were created to be. But even if we fulfill all of these goals that we've set for ourselves, we might still feel like something is missing if it's just all about me. That's because we were created by God for relationship with him. One of the early church fathers, Augustine of Hippo, said it this way, thou created us for thyself and our heart is not quiet until it rests in thee. We were created to be in relationship with our creator and we were created by a loving God to receive his love and then to pass that on to others. That's pretty simple, right? But we human beings like to complicate things, don't we? So we might ask, but what am I supposed to do? Where am I supposed to go? Just how do I go about discovering my God-given purpose? Now, there's some questions that might be helpful at this point, And these questions help us to look at ourselves to figure out, kind of who we are, what's important to us. The first set of questions are about self-awareness. We need to kind of know thyself, in other words. Know and understand yourself. And you might want to ask yourself these important questions in order to really kind of clarify for yourself. Who am I? First off, what are my personal values? What is most important to me? What are my natural talents and abilities? What are my strengths? And what are my weaknesses? What traits or attitudes do I have that stand out the most? What life experiences have shaped me? And what can I share with others that might be helpful? Now, it might be a good thing, too, to ask those same questions of somebody who knows you well, because sometimes we don't see ourselves clearly. Our experiences in life cloud our vision, but others may see things in you that you don't see in yourself. Now, the second set of questions help us to know and understand what motivates us so you'd ask these questions. What activities invigorate me and make me feel alive? What am I really passionate about? What gets my blood flowing? Where and in what do I find inspiration? When do I feel the most alive and creative? What have I accomplished that I'm the most proud of? What might I try if I knew I could not fail? It's important to try new things because sometimes we don't realize what makes us feel the most alive because we've not tried it. We've gotten stuck in our daily routine of activities. So those things that we've shied away from because we never imagined ourselves in that place, could be just where you're created to be. That's mine and Andy's story, (laughs) both of us. We both never saw ourselves really as pastors, but God was persistent, and he kept calling both of us, and we've both been blessed by that. Now, if you'd like to explore some of these questions and others that help you dis- sur- discover your God-given pers- purpose, you might next want to join, consider joining the next, and I'm not going to say it right because I can't do that thing that Andy does. Do you want to say it, Andy? Go ahead. Cousin. Cousin. There you go. I did it. Okay. There's a certain way you have to say that. I say cousin and he, it's like, but anyway, the next cousin group, We'll be beginning on Thursday evening, October the 19th at 6.30. And it's a great opportunity for you to gather with other folks and explore some of those questions and together see and explore some of the strengths that you might not see in yourself. So think about joining that group. It's a great time to, to kind of journey and discovery discover together. So we do start by looking at ourselves, but we don't want to get stuck there. Our scripture today reaffirms that God has a plan for us, and it is a good plan. Again, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven says, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. Now, Jeremiah had written this in a letter to the Israelites who had been taken into captivity, into exile from Jerusalem to Babylon. Now, the Lord had told the people in exile to build houses and settle down, to plant gardens and eat what they produce. They told them to marry and have sons and daughters, and they told them to find wives for their sons and give your daughters in marriage so that they too may have sons and daughters. He said, increase in number, do not decrease. Now, I can imagine that those exiles that received this letter from Jeremiah probably were not real happy with this because nobody likes to be in exile. But it sounds like to me that God has just instructed them to bloom where they've been planted. They're also told by God, to seek the peace and prosperity of the city into which they have been taken in other words god is telling them not to resist or to fight where they are god goes on to tell them pray to the lord for the peace and prosperity of the city in which you you live because if it prospers you're going to prosper too And then God warns the people not to be deceived by those who tell them what they want to hear. Now, maybe God is saying the same thing to us. Wherever we are in life, even if we're not where we think God really wants us to be, we're to embrace where we are. Don't throw things at me, please. Because sometimes that's not an easy thing to do when you're in a difficult place. But our hearts and our attitudes matter, and they do have an influence on our surroundings. Is our influence a positive influence, or is it a negative one? Is our attitude making life better for us, or is it making things more difficult? Are we focusing on living in peace and praying for those around us? God then goes on to tell the exiles that it will be 70 years before his plan is fulfilled and they are restored. Seventy, folks. Not seven, but seven zero. Seventy years. A reminder that God's timing is not our timing. We can probably all attest to that individually and as a church as well. Our church plans, when we merged together, would have had us in Latimer Hall way before now. But God knew what was best. We needed time as a congregation, as the body of Christ, to come together and get to know one another better. We needed time to grow together to become a new church with a new vision made possible by our coming together. Each church had strengths that they brought to the picture. Each church had weaknesses that it brought to the picture. So we needed to come together. We needed to grow together so that we could do what God was calling us to do. Sometimes things take longer than we want them to. But God is at work in the hearts of his people in the waiting. He's calling us back to him as our first priority. Jeremiah 29 verses 12 and 13 are actually two of my favorite verses. And this is what they say. Then you will call on me and come and pray to me. And I will listen to you. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. I will be found by you declares the Lord and will bring you back from captivity. God's plans include restoration and freedom. And those plans are fulfilled when we seek him with all our heart. So again, we might ask, What is God's purpose for my life? Jesus simplifies it for us with two words. Anybody want to guess what those two words are? Follow me. Follow me. Jesus, he really did come to show us the way to truly be alive and have life eternal. In John 17, shortly before his arrest, Jesus prays. I love that prayer that's known that's the first part of what's known as the priestly prayer from John seventeen before Jesus was arrested, and he starts with praying for himself that he might bring glory to God and then he goes on and he prays for his disciples that were following him and walking with him every day, and then he goes to a third part and prays for those. In the future, who will believe because of what they've said? That's us, folks. But I always found it kind of interesting and humbling, kind of, that he prayed for himself first. Now, he didn't pray, okay, God, you know, give me what I want. He prayed, may I glorify you in the time to come. And I, I, I just, that just, whew, that does it, you know. May I glorify you with my life. Jesus was all about bringing people back to living to glorify God through all their relationships. We have all been shaped by the world around us and by what the world around us, those worldly experiences that we've had, have told us. Jesus wants us to know that there's another way, God's way. Romans twelve two reminds us that God is indeed in the transforming business. Do not conform to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Then you will be able to test and approve what God's will is, his good, pleasing, and perfect will. We learn God's way by being a disciple of Jesus, learning how he dealt with life here on earth, spending time in prayer with the Father as he did, studying scripture as he did, and God transforms us as we walk with Jesus. But it gets even better, folks. Before Jesus ascends into heaven, Jesus says to the disciples in Matthew twenty eight, eighteen B through twenty, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you, and surely I am with you always, to the very end of the age. It's a process, and we are all in process, growing in the likeness of Jesus by the power of the Holy Spirit that lives within us. Galatians 5.22 gives us some clues as to what that life will look like when we're walking our journey in the Spirit. Are we there yet? But the fruit of the Spirit is love. Joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. Are we there yet? Love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self control. I don't know about you, but those sound pretty good to me. And as we walk our journey with Jesus and we are transformed, we get the privilege of walking with others on their journey of faith transformation. We get to watch God at work in the lives of one another. As we sit and walk with others, we notice where God's working in their lives, but we also get to reflect back on where he's working in ours, because if you're like me when you're with other people, sometimes you see things in them and you might even make uh, a you know an observation and suddenly you realize no that's not an observation that's a judgment that's a judgment. I need to look at that so it's it's that journeying together that gives us those opportunities to grow together in the likeness of Jesus. I can't think of a more fulfilling thing to do in on earth, a more fulfilling purpose than than to do that, to journey with each other. And you don't have to be a pastor to do this. Yeah. You don't have to have a particular job or be in a particular place. As a disciple of Jesus... You can live this out today, wherever you are, even if you are in exile. Amen. 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 Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we thank you, Lord, for the opportunities that you give us to be disciples and to disciple. Lord, to grow in the likeness of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. What a calling. What an exciting place to be. Lord, we just thank you that you have called us and that we do have a purpose. And that purpose is following Jesus and sharing the love that he showed to all people. So, Lord, we, um, we humbly accept that, that offer to receive your love, and to pass it on. And it is in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit that we pray. And all God's children said, Amen.